Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast where we discuss teen horror and mystery novels like a couple of grown-up creeps. My name is Lindsay Katai. And I'm Kelly Nugent. Welcome to our very first episode. We are going to be jumping into the entire works of Christopher Pike. So we'll be doing a Christopher Pike novel a week. Is that what we agreed to? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're going to see how long we can keep that up. Ooh, yeah. Um, uh, but I guess before we get started about which book we read this week, uh, how did you start reading Christopher Pike? Um, my parents used to go to like library book sales because the books were like 25 cents to 50 cents. And I remember my mom like just grabbed there they had this like box that was like all of the books in there were like two bucks like for the entire thing of books right i love library book yes sale. love a library book sale the contents of it were like piers anthony which i don't know if you've read I don't know that Ugh. uh does Should not jump into no, that later does not age well <laughs> okay. i will tell you um it's like super sexist uh, fantasy type books uh, and then there were a couple of Christopher Pike books and the book that I picked up was Starlight Crystal mm -hmm. and that one of his later ones hooked me, hooked me hard. Yeah. I it was one, one of his later ones. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think towards the end of my Christopher Pike reading, I, I was thinking of that one as my favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't Maybe it was just that he had now having read his first book had a chance to kind of find his voice and like yeah evolve ooh. as a human being yeah definitely <laughs> definitely definitely uh but do you know do you know where he gets the name christopher pike no that's not his real name it is the original captain of the starship enterprise in the very first that's true Star Trek the, the one, one that who they don't they end don't... up showing yes. and they kind of cut it up and then there was that episode where he goes to uh that planet yeah to... they repurpose the pilot right. for an episode that was um, a very sad episode. It is a sad episode because he just episodes. ends up in the chair forever. But yeah. um, Christopher Pike is in the new movies. The captain. Yes, the captain. Sorry, Great. not the author. <laughs> very cool um, cameo yeah. appearance by um, author Christopher Pike. I mean, the whole Star Trek universe was blowing up over <laughs> Christopher Pike being in the Star Trek movies because they'd been asking for it for years, obviously. 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 And all of the characters are at some point reading on camera a Christopher Pike book. Mm -hmm. You can see... Um, Six characters in a row were all reading one of the last vampire series. And they're all walking. A real Easter egg. <laughs> they're all walking, they're all in, walking a in a row. Yeah. Blink and you'll miss it. But they're all walking in a row. If you blink reading, for yeah. six straight seconds, you'll miss it. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, great trivia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just uh, I can't remember when I found that out, but my mind was blown. Yeah. Because I thought it was his name. I thought so, too. Although it's a very like nom de plume sounding name i guess so i mr. also pike. i my fourth grade teacher was named mr pike oh really so and his name was brian pike so i was like mm. eh, that's a person's name brian pike is almost more to me more a, so yeah it sounds very like brian sharp pike. yeah brian pike i'm detective brian pike yes and you're going down yeah yeah he's <laughs> like about to retire <laughs> Yep. Mr. Pike did retire a few years ago. He's my favorite teacher. Really? Mm hmm Wow, what a connection. No joke. So how did you start reading uh, uh, Christopher Pike, Lindsay? I believe my friend Denise was reading them first. And I think my first 
one, it was in the fifth grade, and it was Monster. Mm. Um, I haven't I, read that one. Yeah, and well, I won't spoil the plot details. <laughs> um, so after that one, and then I read Spellbound, and then I, um, and then I got onto the Last Vampire series, and I was fully hooked. I never read the Last Vampire series, <gasps> so I feel like it's going to be a fun ride for oh me. My gosh, they're so good for you know this genre <laughs> yeah 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 that's the thing is like none of these are the great american novel but i i love teen horror books because typically the protagonist is female yes there aren't a lot of like male yeah oriented teen horror and mystery novels are there i can't think of any not that i, I guess know i could have researched this ahead of time yeah i uh, but that's why that i love Christopher Pike books like uh, when Twilight came out which theoretically we could get to at some point mm-hmm. in time um I got so angry because Bella was such a weak character yeah I only saw the movies I've never read the books mm-hmm. but Bella was such a weak character and in the last vampire she's the vampire oh cool. and she all of the action is centered around her she's very strong she's kick-ass she mm-hmm. has like very like a number of emotional arcs. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, this is fucking bullshit that everyone's reading this now. But I was the weirdo reading the vampire novels in yeah. junior high. Yeah. I actually... Um, <laughs> it was really resentful. Speaking of getting embarrassed about uh, having these books, I uh, was just in a UCB class and I opened my backpack <laughs> and this kind of fell out. And I was like, ah, no, no one worry about why I have a Christopher Pike book as <laughs> an adult woman. <laughs> See, I was walking around with my book and sort of thinking, like, I should turn the cover towards me. I don't want anybody to think that, like, I'm being flashy. So I sort of had the opposite of, like, I don't want anybody thinking, like, look at me, I'm reading Christopher Pike again. Oh, my God. Like, like that made me cool. Like, I wanted them to notice me. Right. Well, it's a very flashy cover. Uh, All Christopher Pike books, yeah. Yeah. It's got the... Uh, signature like handwriting mm-hmm. uh, like, like carved slashy yeah slashy handwriting yeah um i will say that our books are different mm-hmm. in that Slightly. You, yeah you have the point version yeah because it was the first yeah so he first uh started publishing i would guess with point because his name is all tiny at the bottom yeah he wasn't the commodity there mm-hmm. and the name of the book which uh, we will be covering his first novel called Slumber Party. Uh, although, I guess, okay, there are two, like, I guess, oh, slumber you know parties in this book, but I... It is oh, also a scholastic fuck. novel. So Point must have been a particular mm. subset of scholastic books. Like, this is a Point young, novel within like, scholastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe it was oriented like towards... Young adult. Yeah, young adult books. Hmm. Because mine doesn't have point. You know what? Okay. Does it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's definitely. Oh, there it is. Wow. Embarrassing. So probably what it is, is you just got a later reprint when it was selling. Yes. And so they put his name much larger at the top. And then that's how every other Christopher Pike book was for Mm -hmm. the rest of his writing career, at least in his heyday. I know they're republishing them now in volumes. Real oh, anthologies, not, yeah. I've seen it's that. It's made to look like more Twilighty, uh-huh. 
which fine. I mean, I get it. Go get that money. I get it. Get yeah. That paper. Uh, but yeah, so that's why we started doing this podcast is because we both read Christopher Pike and I said on a podcast, we should do a podcast. Yeah. And I said, that. we should. Yeah. And so then I followed up and now we are. Here we are. Mm -hmm. And you and I don't know each other very well at all. No. Nope. But I assume that we will get to know <laughs> yeah. each other. We're because we're what? in an, uh, an acting class together. We were. And and now here we are. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, if not about friendship, what are Christopher Pike books about? Definitely. I mean, murder. Krishna. <laughs> murder and Krishna. Murder and Krishna. Classic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he really discovers his spiritual side later in his writing. Yes. He doesn't discover it yet. Not so much. Uh, yeah. So let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. So we've got the summary here. Uh, yes, yeah, so the very I, first Christopher Pike book, Slumber Party, published in what is it, eighty four? Eighty four, yeah. Uh, okay. When a ski weekend reunites a group of teenage girls eight years after a fire at a slumber party disfigured one of them and killed her sister, new fire-related accidents <laughs> suggest that one of them may have been responsible. Oh, so, fire-related accidents. So what's what was your <laughs> <laughs> so we both read this very recently within the last few days yes what was your overall takeaway and impression there okay there were hmm, <laughs> there were parts where i was enjoying myself mm -hmm. but they were few and far between yes and it was mostly where i was just like like i knew who the like who what the big reveals were mm-hmm yeah, the first time those characters were introduced. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, mile away. Okay. I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So plot wise, I was more, not. Yeah. So the more descriptive uh, plot is that. So a group of 17 year olds go into a cabin in the woods. The girl who owns the cabin was disfigured in a fire and her sister was killed. Yes. Nell was disfigured. Nell, Nicole yeah. was killed. Nicole was killed. Uh, <laughs> Laura's our main character. Laura's our hero. Are we supposed to like her? Yes, we're supposed to like her. I, I hate don't. her. I hate everyone in this I book. Hate, everyone so, is a sociopath in this yeah, book. Yeah, you want to go down the character line? Sure. So I've got, <laughs> and I wrote like little summaries about who they are. Um, and please note that these are not like my thoughts as to who they are. These are what I felt Christopher Pike was trying to communicate to us. Yeah. He made it very clear. There's, okay. There's no, there's so, not a lot of subtext going on. Laura. Laura. I, I think, yeah, I never know if it's Laura or yeah. Laura. She's the main girl. She's sweet. And she has brown hair. And she's shy. And she's shy. She's a bit of a wallflower. She's a wallflower. She has 50s bangs. Which, which I have no idea what that means. I don't know Does what that means. Does she have like some real gidgety bangs? I where guess. Where it's like short and curled under or I something? think there's a curl yeah. thing happening. But also like, I was annoyed because she was like, no guy would go for a girl with 50s bangs. And I was like, that's in your control. Like, just yes. don't have those bangs. Cut them bangs, girl. Anyway. I don't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> understand that at all. Um, We have Dana, mm -hmm. who is, oh my God, poor. Right off the bat, I was like, fuck you, Christopher yes. Pike. Because what Laura says about Dana is that she, because it's like within Laura's inner monologue the whole time. Yeah, we're like third, third person. person, omniscient yes. Laura. Oh, yeah, omniscient narrator, <laughs> slash Laura. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura's take. I forget what that's called from my lit classes. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I have to admit, Dana 
doesn't have like what is it the has best a, face has a face that only, <laughs> only a, mother a mother would love yes i forgot it was that much of a cliche it was it's 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 just abhorrent no there were times where i wrote does christopher pike hate dana because he is so mean about how he describes her yeah she's like boy crazy not that cute and yeah. and he- <laughs> i wrote best friend butterface slut question mark yes exactly. because that's what he's saying and mm-hmm. it's so fucking mean yeah and just i can't remember if it's being said about laura or dana but like one of the two i think laura is going through a quote-unquote dry spell mm-hmm. that's been going on for six weeks <laughs> like is that really what we consider a dry spell in 1985? Like, what? I guess. That is I feel not like they're a too young. Like, that's not, that's like, that's just, you're not dating. I don't understand. Well, I think this goes back to like, so in my mom's day, I think dating was just when you like went out with a guy okay. and had a nice time. So you didn't have guy friends. You had boyfriends. And that's why so many people, that's why there's a difference between boyfriends and going steady. So you had your uh, boyfriends you'd go on quote unquote dates with. Damn. And then if you had a steady boyfriend, he'd like pin you and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and you'd wear his so like, letterman jacket. I think, and I've said this about other things, maybe on yeah. your podcast, Hellmouthy, where it's like all writers now are writing from their own childhoods. So okay. every piece of media, every book, every movie, every TV show, even though it takes place now, actually has the dynamics of 20 years earlier (laughs) that would that makes so much sense about how all these girls are acting in this book yeah because this book was written in 1985 should take place in 1965 yes that's what makes it make sense yes that's Uh, why they take date rape so lightly which we will get to oh and oh god yeah that's why they're all freaking out about homecoming and whether they have a boyfriend yeah Anyway, do you want to get back to the sure. character description? So, uh, I have Nicole, dead, exclamation point, sister to Nell. Nell, disfigured, tired, rich, plastic surgery, feverish, host of Ski Trip. Feverish, Because remember, they're mark. like, she's feverish, and then she's like, she's not feverish. Like, I didn't... That was, I was her like, cover. why bring it up? That was her she was cover. just... Yeah. To what she was... I'll get to it. Drawing. <laughs> um, and then I have Colonel Sanders, <laughs> red herring. <laughs> Rachel, mm-hmm. mean Barbie, nemesis of Lara for homecoming queen. Mindy, evil Dana? Because she basically is, right? Like, she's <laughs> yeah, just she's like... Evil Dana. The, she's, she's evil Dana. She's the... She's Rachel's counterpart right. to Laura's Dana. Yes. And she's a poor she's man's like, Rachel, too. Yeah. She's, like, not cute, boy crazy, mm-hmm. but also a dumb, dumb who chews gum all the time. Yeah. Classic. The Classic. gum chewer. The gum. Yes. An idiot. Yep. And then Percy Chand. What... Uh, but there is no way that this guy's name would be Percy. No way that the hero is named Percy. Percy? Percy? Percy, Percy Chand. And he was like, he makes a big point of being like, he seemed of Greek descent. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, his olive skin was they, not from yeah. the sun. <laughs> like, he may as well have used the word swarthy. Yeah. Yeah. And yet his name's Percy? Percy? Percy. Percy Chand and his friend Hi, Cal. It's me, your dreamboat, Percy. Percy. It's me, Percy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and then good old Cal. Cal. Last name unknown. Also, their relationship was unexplained. Percy and Cal. Yeah, they never did flesh out the details of that. They're bullshit. 22 year old business partners. Yeah. So, 
let's we'll get into like a more just a more descriptive <laughs> like uh rundown of the plot um and then we just yeah. give our thoughts sure. as we go so they're all driving to the cabin uh but then there's a snowbank that they can't pass yeah right? yeah and that's when they run into colonel sanders who yeah. works at the ranger's office and is like leave your car keys with me i'll park them on the side of the road don't worry about it yeah and he keeps touching his mustache when he's talking yeah. to them about and it. the reason he's the colonel is because he legit looks like colonel sanders He's Apparently. a Colonel Sanders clone. Mm -hmm. I was like, what a dumb fucking line. Yeah. Fuck you, Laura. Um, <laughs> and so then their answer is, is like, okay, so now we have to ski the rest of the way to the cabin, yeah. like three miles. Yeah. And it's been established that Celeste, the new girl, <laughs> the slightly younger the, new the girl who's with them. young, innocent. Yeah. Has a bad back. And, <laughs> and part of her having a bad back is that she falls down and can't yeah she that she, she like cannot falls ski. down walking yeah. even yeah and, and so they all have to slow down but they are cross-country skiing <laughs> to a cabin and they're like they're like bogged down with all of their mm -hmm. like weekend they've got stuff. weekend supplies and how are they doing this and also like it didn't make sense to me that they were like she has a bad back she cannot ski so we're just gonna have her like walk through knee-high like mm -hmm. snow behind us yeah. Like that seemed so bizarre to me. It this whole thing made no sense. So we're getting character <sighs> introduction after character. Right. We've got these three girls. Yeah. We know that Dana and Laura are best friends. We know that Rachel's a bitch. Yeah. We know nothing about Mindy so far. And we Why know that Celeste we? barely speaks and is very sweet. Yes. And she's fairly new to the and group. She has auburn hair. Which does anyone in real life have auburn, auburn hair? hair? Because it is in like Every Christopher Pike book. Yep. Somebody has auburn hair. Yes. yes. It's like like out of Jolene. Yeah. I I, I <laughs> like they I have Jolene like auburn hair. What is Jolene? Oh, the song? The Dolly Parton oh, song. Okay. Flaming lots yeah. of auburn hair, I think, is the lyric. <laughs> but it's like it's supposed to be the like the more beautiful sister of just plain old red hair. Right. It's like red hair means that you're like Irish and auburn hair is like a richer. Yeah. I think it's dark yes. red, but it's a very like fantasy-ish type of color. Yeah. Is this like a real color that people are born with? I think it's hair dye, isn't it? Who is just born with? I've never seen auburn hair and gone, that's auburn hair. I think, is that like aerial hair color? Or is that like, that's like red. That's lighter. That's straight up red. So auburn, okay. Auburn, yeah, I, I, it's like a mahogany-ish red, right? Yeah, but like, like brighter. Deep, it's like almost brown. Okay. It's like red-brown. Oh. But I feel like... That's not real hair. For some reason in Christopher Pike books, like that is the signal of beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like they have Auburn, Auburn hair. Mm-hmm. Or they're blonde like a Barbie. Mm-hmm. Blonde like a Barbie. Or they're nice and sweet and have brown hair. Yes. Nice and sweet and have brown mm -hmm. hair. But who would pick me over a Barbie? With these bangs. Yeah, with these 50s bangs. So they get that out from the get-go. And then they arrive at the cabin. And that's where Nell is. Oh, and Celeste gets like a very quick rundown of the fact that Nell was horribly scarred in a fire okay. at a slumber party when they were nine. Ooh. And then they don't tell Celeste that Nell's sister, Nicole, died in that fire. No. Because they don't want to freak her out. No, but but the way they tell it is like is 
is that they say, well, there was a fire. Each of us contributed to it. Nell got burned. And then Celeste is like, did anybody else get hurt? And they say no. Mm -hmm. And then Laura's justifying it in her mind is like, well, no. But I mean, she got killed. That's not technically hurt. Dead is not. Yeah, dead isn't hurt. But why does why wouldn't Celeste be like, can we go back to the part where we all contributed right. to it? No, I know. That's the thing where like they should have been like like ears yeah. up right away when she's just like, huh? Like she's just she, accepting. Yeah, it. Yeah. Like she should be like, wait, um, sorry. Uh, I'm going up to this like cabin with you. You all experienced the same fire accident. Yeah. That you can someone who was horribly to. burned. Yeah. What do you mean you contributed to it? Are you going to contribute to a new one? Yeah. Like, I, I have questions. I would like answers. Yeah. And also, like, the girl that's hosting this cabin that we have to fucking ski to, mm-hmm. like, is the one who was burned due mm-hmm. to your actions. Mm-hmm. And there's no baggage. Like, there's no, like... Yeah, you're bringing me on a baggage trip. Yeah. <sighs> Not cool. No. I would be very mad if I were just, yeah, like, buffaloed into this Right. Because you'd be like, am I just the buffer? Like, what's going yeah. on? So they get up to the cabin. Nell like isn't feeling well, but Laura is <laughs> like feeling sure that they're still friends, but she's still nervous around her. They're so mean to her. They're. <laughs> it's so awkward. Yeah. Why would it be that awkward? They. She is. Laura establishes that they've had contact since. Yeah. But it's a very awkward meeting. And then Nell, Rachel, and Mindy are like, we built a snowman. And then they go around to check out the snowman. And the snowman has somehow melted in the two minutes Yeah, it took them to come around to the front of the house. Yes. And it's the dead of winter, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's too cold. And so this is our first weird fire accident. Yes. Which yes. I, I get how that would be confusing. Yeah. But would you really be that alarmed? I mean, I... Don't, I think I would sort of think that these girls were lying about having built a snowman. That's that would be my first thought, right? Like I'd just be like, okay, guys, you didn't build a snowman. Yeah, like, oh, okay, this is a weird non-joke. Yeah, I would just be like, I, I guess that's funny. Like, and I guess the girls who built it would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but it's Laura who's the most yeah, interested. No, in Laura, and, and they're like, let's go inside, and she's like, I have to like look at this like ice. I need to investigate. Yeah, I need to yeah. investigate it. So Laura's established as like the only one who's in tune with the fact that like weirdness is afoot mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. They go in the house. He will not stop establishing that Celeste and Nell have like a weirdness between yeah. them or like a connection or or like, oh, she said to the other, seeming like like they had a secret. Yeah. No, like, it's so heavy handed and like the like Lara like explaining it away is like such fake bullshit that you're kind of like okay so so she's she's the dead is she the is she the dead sister like that's yeah, what I kept thinking terrible like, yeah she's so obviously Celeste is obviously Nicole Nell and Nicole are sisters yes. somehow Nicole didn't die in the fire where that's clearly what's yeah. gonna happen at the end we know it from right off the from bat. the second that we get the like exposition of like how uh Celeste slash Nicole and uh, uh, Laura met in the library yeah. when she's like, oh, I like don't really see boy. I don't date boys. And the other girl's like, why? And she's like, I'm shy. Or no, she just, she's just like, mm. and then Laura's like, is it because you're shy? And she's like, silent. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, that's why. 
I was like, like, oh, no, it's because oh, you're disfigured, right? Celeste, like, why won't you do this? Is it because your aunt won't let you? Mm, sure. So yeah. she just keeps like throwing out these poignant pauses and mm-hmm. Laura keeps giving her reasons. And then she goes, yeah, that that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like long, fiery eye contact uh, fiery, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. between the two like non-sisters. Yeah. Supposedly they've never met before. So it's like it's a it's a shit narrative. Yeah structure to be to have to try to tell give us the reader signals Mm -hmm. that there's a connection by having laura notice Mm -hmm. because then laura constantly has to explain it away so it's like yeah but she's been noticing this entire Mm -hmm. time and it's yeah she an idiot yeah that's like that's my like i i was actually hoping for like a bigger twist because like i was like she is so eager to fucking explain this shit away Mm -hmm. like i expected laura to be like maybe more central to the original burnings in in an intentional way i was fully expecting nicole to turn out to be a fire starter that's what i thought was gonna happen i was like that's cool yeah like if the fire turned her into a what is it pyrokinetic Pyrokinetic. Something like that. Um, but don't get that confused with uh, ESP or like the telekinesis. Thing, the, the thing that you get, uh, no, when you spontaneously, spontaneous combustion. Oh, yeah. Don't get that confused. Percy's a Pers- real stickler yeah. for keeping our supernatural fire terms straight. <laughs> I wanted to be like, are you like a, a pyrokinetic? Like, why are you so precious with these terms? Like, yeah, I did not. And the, they don't speak like teenagers speak. It's so they don't. They are. They, they're like a couple of just reasoning adults. Yes. Out there. Anyway. Everyone is very like they're like, <laughs> yeah. but we must go. Yeah. Have you gotten the items? Yet? Yes. We shall go now. Yeah. There was a lot of shall and like must. Yeah. That I was like, no, because this is actually 1965. Yes. It's because yeah. it's 1965. Um, but so but, we yeah, get, what does that leave so us? the snowman is melted. Celeste is obviously Nicole, and there she and Nell have something a cooking. Mm-hmm. So, huh, again, oh, with the fire with analogy, fire, and with the fact that Celeste is an excellent cook. Yeah, they never fucking get to that. <laughs> Why does There's she like working with fire so much? Book. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was even thinking about that. So Nicole supposedly dies a horrible death in a fire. Horrifying. Turns out she doesn't die. And then she and her sister orchestrate this weekend to get back at all the other girls who were involved with the fire. But then for no reason at all, on Saturday night or whatever, Friday night, it is very strongly established that Celeste is a goddamn whiz in the kitchen. She is. She is making pies. She's making She's cakes. whipping up meringue. She's whipping meringue. She's slathering it's, two it's chickens practically all of those descriptive scenes in harry potter books yes. when they would eat in the in yes. the big hall yes she it is, may as well be it, ripped from the ripped from the pages mm-hmm. jk rowling's got some explaining to do yeah you really you <laughs> totally copied this from a terrible christopher <laughs> pike book but yeah it's so and they never it's never a part of it. it. And it's so unnecessary to what's going on there were a lot of things that i felt like didn't pay off 
Like there were a lot of like little details where I'd be like, oh, is this going to like come up later? Uh-huh. And then it never would. And I think they were just like, he's like, I need to give them like a thing, right? Like they need a personality thing. Cooking, right? Cooking's a thing. I guess. Or it's like, because I have a very like literal brain mm-hmm. myself. And so he might have just been, well, I, <laughs> these girls have to eat at some point. <laughs> I better have the, the burn girl a scene it. of them eating a good meal. Like they need yeah. to be having a good, because this is 1965. You can't just buy sandwiches at right. a store. Exactly. You can't go to a supermarket. No self-respecting hostess would serve no. pre-made sandwiches. I mean, they have boys coming over. They what are you going to not serve them a lemon meringue? Oh my God. Also, With two rosemary they have chickens. her whipping up lemon meringue, but then the dessert ends up being a carrot cake. Carrot cake. cake. Where'd that meringue You know go? what? The meringue I had separated. a real question about that. It separated. She got distracted because she was like having her flashbacks about being burned and dying she in a fire was, she was like yeah she's like i died in I a fire deal with this meringue, this meringue right now. Is, why did i pick meringue it's the hardest <laughs> thing this to make meringue looks too much like my skin when it <laughs> fell off or like something but they never i think that that's what it is is it's like well boys are coming over so we have to lay out a proper meal right it's nonsense it's total nonsense but yeah, speaking so of boys no yeah there are some boys introduced um thank god are they introduced <laughs> So Laura and Dana are like, let's hit the slopes. And I guess Rachel and Mindy go too, but it's kind of like they're separated, right? Yeah. Like they're not together. Uh, and Laura's not feeling skiing. She's not mm-hmm. really into it. She doesn't want to be doing it. Doesn't go go into it. Uh, so then they go into like the commissary type area. Yeah, like a coffee cafe. shop in the, in the, the lodge. Yeah. She and Dana are eating and Laura's dieting. Because she's trying to she's get that got, homecoming. She's got to lose she's 15 lose pounds. Seven pounds, seven she pounds. says. Oh, Specifically seven pounds. So she's just eating some salad. And there's old heifer Dana oh, downing God. a meal. There with, is so much fat shaming happening. a very large slice of chocolate cake. And she indicated it with her hands mm-hmm. how big it should I be. I want it to be this big. And, uh, and Rachel she eats it all. She eats it all up. Rachel says a very mean thing to her. Mm-hmm. Where she says, you have to diet off your double chin. And every every girl in this novel is a bitch. Yes. Not Everyone. a single one of the characters doesn't do a bitchy yeah. fucking move. They're all villains. They're all boy obsessed villains yes. who are out to get each other. Yes, like, they will throw each other under the bus for anything. Even Laura and Dana, it's like Laura oh. is full on judging her for yeah. her face and her weight. And she'll like notice things that I'm just like, really? Like when, like, do we need to notice that? Yeah, when she is like, oh, she waddled over. First of all, that when she says she waddled over. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, about and then she's that. like with her big sunglasses, probably designed to hide her oversized nose. I was like, oh, my God. and was that so fucked. Up. Yeah, and that was where like, I wrote in the Laura, margin. You fucking yeah. suck. Like Christopher Pike hates Dana. Like he is basing that off of someone that he hates. And is like, I'm going to get my revenge and have you fucking disappear in the woods. <laughs> or it's, yeah, I'll, I'll get you, Dana. <laughs> it's so confusing. Like, this is not, this is not how girls who are friends are to each other. No, they're so, like, I didn't act that way to my enemies in yeah. high school. Like, they're so mean. Like, there's some talking behind people's backs. Sure. But nowhere on the level that it seems to be in books movies and tv shows no and this is some like next level mean girl shit like this yeah. is like it's not even passive aggressive they are aggressive they are aggro 
like really up in each other's shit, like yes. openly competing over the one dude they met, good old Percy. Yeah, and then the weird like cow thing between oh God, Mindy so and Dana. So so they're in the coffee shop. Mm. Laura's been judging Dana for mm -hmm. her looks and her eating. Oh no! And then she, <laughs> I'm remembering how Percy's introduced. Oh yeah, she goes to grab. She's trying to feel out what is it? An orange? Some orange. Yep. She's feeling an orange. She doesn't know if she should choose soft or hard. She doesn't know. So nope. Percy, what does Percy say he says, "Are you looking for soft or hard?" Mm-hmm. And she just cuts right to the chase. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck did you just say to me?" <laughs> and she's, she's into like, it. <laughs> What'd you just say, boy? Yeah. Oh my god. What did you just say? You look of Greek Greek, Greek boy. <laughs> so there's this real handsome Greek boy who's who's like flying with the double entendres about fruit. Let's also pause and say that he's a Greek man. Because he's oh, yeah, twenty two. Twenty two and she's seventeen. Ugh. I mean it's not a huge difference. It's not. It's I not. had a big crush on a twenty one year old when I was seventeen. And I didn't get why that yeah. should be a problem. Yeah. He did, but I did. Good. Didn't. That's good. And also, <laughs> I mean, I guess this is written for girls that are probably 17, so they wouldn't yeah, you're be crushing like, on older dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having crushes on older dudes, but he is a man, mm -hmm. a young man mm -hmm. with a young man friend. Yeah. A partner. Percy and his business, business associate. Yeah. Cal, who's like just a big lug of a jerk. Percy makes that very clear right off the bat. Yeah, he is not nice about his friend either, no, really. He hates Cal. They're not even friends. They're like traveling roommates. I was getting... They never said what their business was. Yeah, have you read In Cold Blood? No. Okay. Have you seen Capote? Yes. Okay. They were. They reminded me of those two men that murdered that nice family. The like traveling compatriots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just like... Looking for random work. Yeah. Like, like, again, 1965, like, we're just a couple of beatniks riding the rails. Like, yeah. what are they? Yeah, I don't, I, they are not they of never 1984. Say, they never say what the fuck they're doing. No 22-year-old in 1985 is just, like, out there looking for work with his pal. In, like, I'm assuming Tahoe And they never they explain how they fucking met. No. Never. Never. Nothing was explained. And, like, Cal is kind of coy about like who he is really too. Uh -huh. Nobody gets to it. And I know I'm sure they're obscuring it so that Callie's kept a mystery. Right. So that like, oh, maybe it's him. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, he's hitting on Dana real hard. Yeah. They go off. She's going to like help him get something from their room. What I was the deal? I, with that I didn't. I, they, she was get, helping him get something I don't know. from his room. Percy makes it clear that like that might not be the best idea. Mm -hmm. But only but after she's Jessica. left. Oh, yeah. To Laura. And to Laura's Laura. like, Laura in her mind is like, hmm, I guess I should help my friend out. But I, I don't have time for that. I, I need to focus on Percy. Yes. Like, that's her whole attitude toward Dana, this entire, it, like, chunk of book. Yeah. And and it, it, her attitude only worsens. Mm -hmm. As more comes it to gets, light, it gets yeah, worse. It gets so much worse. So much worse. So then Rachel and Mindy come over, yes. and it turns out that those were the boys that they were trying to find yes. again. Because they met at the mall two weeks ago. Which, okay. in, Oakland, in Oakland then? I yeah, mean, they're like, from Oakland, so they must be in Tahoe. Yeah. Okay. So, small I world, I guess. I, so, <laughs> yeah. So, coincidentally, they're all at this fucking lodge together. 
Mm-hmm. Rachel flies off the handle when she finds well, out that Percy has eyes for Laura now. Yeah, Rachel goes But Mindy crazy. goes even oh, crazier. God. Min- oh. Mindy loses her shit. She's like, where's Cal? Where's Cal? Where's yeah. Cal? And she, she will not shut stop. up about it. She won't stop. And then Dana and gets back without Cal. Yes, Cal's not there. Dana gets back, has just experienced an attempted rape. Yeah, she's been assaulted. That is made her, very clear. Yes, her makeup and hair is disheveled. She's her clothes are all messed up. They refer to it as she was mauled. Yeah. Dana is very clear about the fact that she it was horrible. She did that not she like doesn't it. doesn't deserve to be treated that way, that she never wants to see him again. And everybody just sort of shrugs it off. They're like, hmm, yeah, that's Cal. Again, yes. 1965, yeah. not 85. And although in also fact... 85, although also, too, <laughs> yeah, also now. Um, in fact, Mindy... Is like, did you have sex with him? Yeah. Which I was like, Mindy, how dare you? Yes, how dare you? I mean, I know. I okay, She's internalized misogyny, fine. You're a victim of the system, whatever. But like, and and that actually contained, um, I don't know if I should say this for later. Go for it. But um, it contained like a weird kind of meta moment in the book, uh, where where did it? Where uh, basically it was like. Uh, Laura narrator is like, oh, uh, she's a victim. She didn't have a feminist like person in her life. So she's very anti-feminist and would classically blame the woman for a thing like this. Yeah. Laura and, acknowledges yeah. that Mindy has the wrong attitude, but at the same time is so willing to sell her friend yes. out to keep Percy around. And so that was like the weird thing to me where it was like, you are you aware. Know. You know. You know that what you're doing is shitty and you're doing it anyway yes so she's like dana cal just attempted to have sex with dana against her will yes they should all be leaving right now yes percy should be leaving with them because he doesn't support it either no he doesn't but they all stay and laura keeps trying to shrug it off and shrug it off because she wants to stay around percy and and she's like dana you're fine right you're fine yeah and at one point she's even like come on you didn't like it which i was like laura like, you're so boy crazy. Yeah. Weren't you asking for it? Ugh. Ugh. It's like, it's the, it is the worst. They're the worst. All of these people are terrible. Also, I forgot to say that a line <laughs> that happens earlier when it's established that Dana is chubby is Dana says, I wish anorexia was contagious. That, yeah. What? Yeah. I had, fuck you. I wrote a sad face next to that line. Mm-hmm. That yes. was the last like hard note that i took was like what is this line yeah what is this fucking line right now yeah and then i mean poor dana like because then on the next page right after that line on the next page uh dana says something like oh he's probably this is when uh uh percy's first introduced and she's like oh well he's probably interested in you not me and laura's like oh come on he could be interested in you and she's like uh, he didn't seem to be suffering from any kind of head injury. And I was like, poor Dana, dear God. No, I think she meant that about herself. No, I know. No, uh, Dana says that about herself. Dana's like, he didn't have any kind of head injury. So he's oh. interested in you, not me. I thought Laura, I, the way I remembered it is Laura was saying that about herself versus Rachel. Oh, you know, maybe that was I it. I think it was, yeah, Dana was like, God. no, he seemed interested in you as opposed to Rachel. 
And Laura says, no, I, he didn't seem to be suffering from a head injury, thinking like, obviously he's going to go with Rachel because she's so pretty. So like Laura has bad self-esteem as well. None of these girls oh, is okay with themselves. Poor girls. So, um, so they all, the, most of the girls go back to the cabin. It's just Laura and Percy. Mm-hmm. Percy. There's no way this guy's name is Percy. No. I guess that's 1965. 1965. Rearing its head. Very well. His name could be Percy. So Percy's like, oh, I shouldn't come up to the party tonight. And and she's like, no, no, no. You should come up to yeah. the party. Come have fun with us. And makes a specific point of in her head going, I know Dana's going to hate this. And then out loud to Percy is like, and you should bring Cal. Dana will be fine. Dana, uh, yeah. Dana isn't mad at Cal. Yeah. Dana was fine with it. It mm. was just a like whatever misunderstanding. I forget what she says. But she pushes Percy hard to bring Cal. Yeah. A date rapist. Yep. To a cabin full of girls. Yep. Because she. Because she wants to bone Percy. She wants Percy. He's the most beautiful man she's ever seen. She wants Percy. That turned me around on Laura. I was like, I don't give a shit what happens yeah, to you. Laura's You're Tucker. Yeah. Terrible. You just utterly sold out your friend. Yeah. Um, so then uh, what happens with Percy? Why does he leave? Because she goes skiing with like, Rachel. Go. I think that this is another thing where it's like, well, we ha- Percy has to be out of the picture as far as the right. reader is concerned so that we can think he might have abducted Dana. Right. Then from here, they go on a ski. Rachel cuts Laura off, and Laura tumbles and falls into a bush and yeah. hurts herself. Like may have gotten a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel tried to kill her. Yeah. That's she, what Laura keeps saying. Percy finds her, and she's like, "I'm fine." And then she touch. She's like, "I scratch." Or what is it? Laura scratched at a funny itch on her head. Yeah. And then <laughs> it had like blood. And I was like, Laura yeah. is bleeding. Her <laughs> knees bleeding. all fucked up. <laughs> her knee does not work anymore. But Percy's here again. So she's super excited. She's so happy that Percy's here. But then they part. A- oh, and Percy, that's when Percy is like, oh, I really feel like maybe I shouldn't come to mm-hmm. this party. I j- how about we just exchange numbers and we'll get in touch later. And again, sh- that's when she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Even though she was thinking herself that she should disinvite him. Well, and she was like, I should just give him my number. And then that way I win if he doesn't come to the party and sees Lara. But then her fucking greed gets in the way and her like spitefulness against she Rachel. Wants, yeah, she wants the direct competition. She wants him to have to like make a hard choice. Yes. She wants to know that she won against Rachel, not just that she got Percy. Yeah. She wants to beat Rachel. So again, she's a bad person. She's such a bad person at every turn i understand the instinct like inside wanting to Mm -hmm. beat rachel but you don't act on it no if you're a good person you don't act on it you certainly don't invite a date rapist no up to a cabin and i don't understand why she was like cal like why cal had to come you know what i mean like she could have just yeah just say cal's not invited like percy just come to this party i guess a little weirder if it's just the one dude coming to the party but eh, it's so so stupid but so then they uh he's like helping her go back to the cabin Mm -hmm. and then they discover a lone right that's right they discover a lone ski Mm -hmm. and no footsteps leading away from it and she thinks it's dana's ski 
And then she notices again what seems like a melted patch of snow, like with the snowman. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that maybe Dana has been melted. Yeah. She's so like, already weird she's like on. very suspicious, even yeah. though like if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, shit, maybe somebody dropped a bottle of water. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I mean. Well, bottled water didn't exist in 1960. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring your like. Uh, I was like, if water's here, it's because their person got melted. <laughs> so she's like frantic about that. But they still they go back up to the cabin. They find Nell sitting there. And I was like, oh, no, I saw Dana at some point. Yeah. I'm really confused at this part. Yeah. She was like, I saw Dana. Don't worry about it. But then she still goes back to check on Dana again and then comes back again. Yeah. And 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 so now. Well, so for some reason, Percy is like, now I got to go before before uh, Laura makes her way back to the lodge. Yeah. She's like, I got to go. Or he's like, I got to go. And she's like, okay, I'll just hobble my way yeah. back. And she meets up with Mindy. Who's a fucking mess. Who, yeah, has torn down that hill. Managed she's, to not swallow her gum. She's still just insane about Cal. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. I hate all of this. Yeah. So they're back at the cabin again. Yeah. And then this is where everything starts to get a little fuzzy is that like Laura overhears a conversation that Rachel mm-hmm. is having on the phone where it sounds like she intends to get rid of Laura. Yes. Or she's like, Dana's already out of the way. Now, you know, her explanation what didn't seem it? to explain. Yeah. I can't remember her wording. I can't remember the, the actual text of the phone call, but it was something like, oh, yeah, Dana's taking care of. It'll be just like when we saw Carrie. Yes. Yeah. And and then we'll we'll Laura will be out or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I ran into you." And so Laura is immediately like, "Oh, she ran into Cal. Cal's gonna kill me." Right. That's her assumption. Yeah. And uh, Laura like wants to hear what's on the phone, so then she has to. Like, this whole part was so convoluted. Yeah, so she, like, sneaks to Nell's room, wants to pick up the receiver. Nell's Nell, like, why do you need this one? And she's like, I need it for this reason. Oh, okay, and they're like, the downstairs phones are separate. And, like, oh, uh, like, they're, they're, they're not on the line. And you can't unplug the phone. boring. Yeah, I was like, I do not care about this. It's such boring. Who cares? Who cares about these phones? Honestly, nobody gives a shit about these phones. Like, we could just say that the only other phone is in Nell's room. There you go. Yep. But anyway, so Nell yeah, is like fucking around with two different lines. And, why? Yeah. But, and so she's oh, reporting Dana missing. And, uh. and then there's that whole thing with like Nell and Celeste seem like they're being weird about each other. Yeah. Again. Does Nell not like that Celeste is here? Does Celeste not like Nell because she's such a fucking downer? At like, the same time, they seem like they're so connected. Blah, blah, I, blah, blah. It, it, it is very shocking how stupid laura is like how like it would be one thing if she was just oblivious to all of it but we can't have that because this is like omniscient because this is how we learn about things yeah yeah so it's i think you know it can't like there are good mystery books like there it can be done artfully like but the hints are too obvious yeah and and i mean christopher pike gets better at it but yeah and this first one is like yeah yeah. Um, but and it's also weird because Laura keeps 
trying to report Dana missing Mm -hmm. and the cops don't care. I get them not because isn't there that only been like an hour, right? And okay. I mean, she could be anywhere and we don't know that that's her ski and blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, so then she, the colonel. Oh, yeah, but nobody knows who the colonel is. Right. That's what it was. And he so took like, hmm. And then Laura's thinking that maybe all of their cars have been stolen and they have no way to get away. Kind of a thing. Which is, okay. I mean, Again, it heightens it's just the like stakes, another, I guess. Yeah. But, and it also kind of like, he he's kind of a red herring because she's like, oh my god, weird that like nobody knows who that guy is and he stole mm-hmm. our cars and like all that. So then, uh, this is where the cooking starts. <laughs> this is where the cooking starts for and continues Celeste for twenty pages, whipping up that meringue for yeah, the for pie days. that will never happen. Yeah, I mean she's she, she's futilely yeah, she's whipping this Julia Child yeah. in that kitchen, going crazy. We'll never find out why, and we don't find out why. And Laura's like, I'll help you. And then she's like, actually, I'm just going to like catch 40 winks real quick. Yeah. Gonna, Let me help you. I'm going to take a nap. So she takes a nap, right? I think she already took the nap. And then that's where she heard about the phone conversation. <laughs> I feel like none of this part matters. It doesn't. So then like it Percy doesn't. and Cal show up. Right. And oh. Cal brought rum with him. Bacardi 151. <laughs> So, so bad. You don't want to be drinking that 151. Oh, also, uh, when on like the one of the like on page 10, they're like, Nell told us about the propane tank in the basement. I was like, oh, well, that's going to be something, right? Yeah. Like, why? Why tell everyone? Big point about the propane Propane tank, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I just thought that was. Oh, yeah. And Laura checked the basement with the propane tank mm-hmm. for Dana. Mm-hmm. She's not there. She's not there. Um, so Percy and Cal are there mixing it up. Ooh, got Cal's uh, being a dick. Cal's being real gross. Keeps like trying to Keeps touch Celeste. On Celeste, who's a little <laughs> bit younger. So she's like, what, like 15, 16? Yeah. She's like 15. No, she's, she's a sophomore. Yeah. So he's he's all up on Celeste. And now... For some weird reason, is very bothered by his advances towards Celeste. How could it weird? Be? Because she's her dead sister. <laughs> Just like clue after clue after clue throughout, we're being battered over the head with this. And also, what's funny is like that that is a clue. Like that the fact that she is mad that her friend friend is being like sexually harassed by this older man mm-hmm. which is like maybe like everyone should kind of be mad about yeah, that i don't get why they're not all taking a hand and getting cal the fuck away from yeah. celeste like Lars just kind of like oh my god weird she's like oh that's no good yeah she's like that bothers me too i'm gonna sit here because percy's here i don't want to make yeah. a move because i'm next to percy yeah and Again, on the other side of percy is rachel prioritizing yeah. yeah rachel sucks do any of them actually eat the Laura food sucks. i feel like the food is there there's a whole thing about how they eat it. Oh, Cal about- grabs off a piece of the carrot cake with his hand. Oh, yeah, and, and then just it. shoves it in his mouth like a Neanderthal. <laughs> so then Nell gets really mad that he's all over Celeste. Yeah. Tells him to get up. Mm-hmm. He gets mad. They're yelling at each other. He goes to, like, hit Nell. 
Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, he he like steps yeah. forward. And Mindy's up in the mix because she's still in love with Cal for some reason. Good God. She doesn't know him. No, Nobody knows Percy or Cal, but Mindy's no. obsessed with Cal. Everyone's obsessed with Percy. Yeah. And so she's like behind him trying to get him to settle down. So Nell hurls the alcohol onto Mindy. Yeah. And then, oh, that's when yeah. Cal goes to take a swing. Yeah. Percy steps in, punches Cal. Cal falls onto Mindy, and Mindy's arm catches fire because yes. it's got the alcohol over, all over it. Mm-hmm. Celeste flees to her room because she's Nicole. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, memories. Ah. Yeah, everybody's trying to put out the fire. Oh, I forgot that we've gotten the information of what the fire was. Yeah. Also, okay, there's two things that we need to cover because mm-hmm. there's the flashback scene, which mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed. I liked the fight. I mean, was I, was the in- part of the I was interested in yeah. what was going to happen. And there were parts that made me laugh because out loud. the details but... weren't, like, the details mattered. Yeah. And they hadn't been given yet. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, there is a sleepover party at Dana's house. And this is when they're all, like, nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicole's younger. Um, and Nell is just a bitch to Nicole. Yeah, like, normal. But, I mean, like, like sister, sister shit. Sister shit. Like, she's I don't like, want her to come. Yeah. Does she have to come? Yeah. I hate that she's coming. Um. And she's kind of like terrorizing her because they decide to play Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all drinking. Uh, uh, Bright idea, Rachel. Yeah. Nine-year-olds drinking. I, that was like, I was like, that's is that? Thing. That's so young. And that's why I was like, that's how old are they? Young. They're nine. It's not like they're 14, 13, that 14. Was like junior so high is when you start doing that. Nine? They're in like fourth grade. Come on. You'd be like, watching i don't know never-ending story yes you would but these girls are drinking again like a highly alcoholic rum yeah and brandy actually yeah they're drinking, drinking brandy, brandy which gross yeah Ugh. who wants to drink brandy so what are we like in a back room deciding the yeah. future of business <laughs> yeah <laughs> well let's retire with like, our cigars and brandy portfolios <laughs> <laughs> like look these little girls have a board meeting to get to <laughs> yes so they're drinking brandy playing ouija board classic nine-year-old mm-hmm. slumber party mm-hmm. uh they're like is there a demon in the room yeah just because and we don't know what's moving it but it spells out nicole's <laughs> name it says the demon is there's an evil force in the room and it's nicole which again i was like oh good supernatural yes. something or other i like i was, I like, was great 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 i was hoping that like this was my hope this this would be my dream book um that it turns out that nicole the whole time was like an evil person that could do fire things or yeah even if not necessarily evil but could do fire things mm-hmm. or like had evil in her there was like some sort Something. of internal struggle and that Nell was acting to try and like get rid of because I, I always knew that Nell had some kind of hand in something that happened with Nicole mm-hmm. and my thought when I was reading that flashback was like oh like Nicole or I'm sorry Nell knows that something evil is in Nicole and she's trying to get rid of it with the help of her friends. And then as the as it went on, I was like, that's not the case. But I was hoping that yeah. like there was some, I don't know, more shading to Nicole. Yeah, or I think I was hoping it was a little bit more like Carrie where it was going to be like, yeah, maybe like Nell was just taunting her little sister. Mm-hmm. 
and Nicole got pushed over the edge and accidentally made a fire happen, yeah, but yeah. didn't mean to. And it sort of caused her own death. But because she's a fire starter, somehow she survived it or yeah. something. And now she's in this like fraught situation at the cabin with all the same people who caused the fire. And it's like, and she's accidentally doing it again. Yeah. That's what I thought I, it was going to turn out to be. And, and, and I'd rather yeah. read that book. Honestly, yes. And I think that book is just Carrie because they keep I guess, saying yeah. that. Yeah, they keep talking and, and, about Carrie. So, and it's almost like he's self-conscious. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to steal from... So I guess I'll just do this far worse slumber party story. Also, yeah. this isn't a slumber party there. To this isn't away. a slumber party. This is a vacation. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about this further, but I feel very sure that his second book, Weekend, is the exact same book. <laughs> it is the exact same book. They go away for a weekend. There is a pair of sisters... One of the sisters is dying and they all somehow had a hand in it. Her liver is failing and they had a hand. No, her kidneys are failing and somehow part of it is their fault. So it's the same book. So we're about to talk about the same Great. fucking book next week. Great. I can't wait. Yep. Hopefully there <laughs> is more date rape. Ten yeah. times more date rape. <laughs> uh, oh, but but yeah. So then so then uh, the uh, the part that I laughed and it was because so, it was like just so fucked up. I didn't mean to laugh. But um, so how does it oh uh nicole is sad she's like i'm not the demon and she somehow knocks over a fire a little candle yeah and it goes it up bursts into flames instantly and sh and i, I that shit is easy to put out yeah and sh so i guess she's wearing like a polyester yeah thing that it, like catches fire yeah. really quickly and like her hair catches fire too and then because it was wet Laura pours yeah. her brandy. There's such a point where like she panics and she goes, what I'm holding is wet. Yeah. I'll pour it on there. And it appears for a second that the, the fire is gone. Mm -hmm. And then it explodes. When the line. I don't understand the physics of that. I'm no. sure it must be correct. I'm sure he researched that part where it like. It will then, go like, out and then come and back. Then, yeah. I mean. But I don't I don't know the specifics of that. I don't so know. Either. I'll just trust that that's a thing that happens. But I would think it would feed on it like immediately. In the future, we should not. do like a science of Christopher Pike segment. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to look this yeah, up. Yeah. Because, but then the line that made me laugh so hard was uh, Nicole went, exploded like a Molotov cocktail. Yep. And, and then Dana starts throwing up. And oh, it's, yeah. I forgot. It's Dana throwing pandemonium. Up. Yeah. <laughs> They're all screaming. Rachel's uh, the only one who's trying to no. do sensible shit. Yeah. Rachel's trying she's, to put it out. She's got a blanket. If everyone would have just like sat the fuck down <laughs> for two seconds, Rachel would have had that fire put out yeah. immediately. Because immediately. she's the only one who grabbed a blanket or something to put over the fire and extinguish it. Meanwhile, Dana's throwing up. <laughs> Rachel's throwing brandy on the fire victim. Uh, Nell is just plunging her hands into yeah. the fire oh, to like pull her sister out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Mindy, I think, just falls over or something. I Mindy, forget even. And Mindy chewed gum back then too. Yeah, like oh, that's always she, the thing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't even remember what Mindy was up to. <laughs> she was, um, like pushing the heels of her hands into her eyes. I remember something oh, like yeah, that where like, she's covering smoke hurt or something. Yeah, and so she like, I'm just imagining these like kids like. She, Utter pandemonium, throwing up, fire, like it's all <laughs> a nightmare. A apocalypse of fire. And so this whole thing happens. And then like there's just a little charred corpse on the ground. Yeah. And 
Dana's dad just like walks in and he's like, oh, like, what's going on here? And he checks Nicole's pulse and he goes, she's dead. Yeah. But then somebody but else is like, no, she's breathing. Yeah. So she, he's like, I think she's dead. And then cut to they're like, actually, it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Pike didn't realize that he could like backspace because he, he was like, I already wrote that she died. But he's like, actually, no, she didn't. She survived for another week in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all he had to do is be like, well, she's breathing softly. Let's yeah. get her to it. Let's call an ambulance. Oh, and she opens, like, one little eye and, like, looks at right directly at Laura and is like, I am going to die. Yeah. And, and Laura says, I won't let that happen. I will not let that happen. I won't let you die. Well, my favorite part of Laura's affection for Nicole is that she keeps reiterating and I could just tell that someday she was going to be beautiful. Yeah. Like that's that's the big tragedy mm -hmm. in Nicole's death is like she would have been beautiful. So mm -hmm. like if Dana had died. Yeah. Uh, not as big a loss. No. That's and what she, it seems like she the also, entire time. Yeah. She keeps bemoaning like Nell's lost beauty as well. Yeah. Like, like oh, Nell's beauty was stolen from her. And she keeps being like, Nell, why didn't you put on makeup to cover your yes. horrible face? Yeah. She's like, I need why didn't you, why didn't you wear makeup? And or she keeps no, she's like, uh, oh, Nell still hasn't put on makeup. Mm, yeah, Nell's not wearing makeup today. Has Nell put on makeup yet? She's probably put on makeup by and now. She's like, oh no, I forgot to put on makeup because I was napping for so long, and the boys are here. Oh no, my bangs, uh, my bangs, <laughs> <laughs> my bangs didn't wake me up. <laughs> in time to put on makeup. <laughs> so, oh, this book. Oh, so then, okay, so so so. Then we learn, okay. Oh, ugh. so uh, Cal. Nell forces Cal out with, with a, a hot poker. A hot She's poker. just going to straight up brand this fucker, which fine, brand it. Please, brand please. DR for date rapist. If, yes, if that's what it takes to get this man out of your house, do it. Yeah. Also, we learn that he napalmed people. <gasps> Forgot he was in like Germany. This is the other thing is it's like, what the fuck <laughs> war was he fighting that he napalmed people? <laughs> So I guess he was just a part of the larger Cold War going on. Like, I guess. He was in East Berlin and he napalmed a bunch of Germans. Yeah. And he calls them Krauts. He calls like, them Krauts. Like, what the fuck? And also, like, Lara's only reaction is to think in her head, like, mm, I don't like a guy that was dishonorably discharged. But yeah, I'm like... That not uh, like uh fucking killed people yeah, with fire like the and also like the fact that no one is like why don't we change the subject because like uh fucking and she's like oh i guess nicole or i guess now like didn't like the fact that he was talking about fire mm, what a distasteful topic <laughs> Instead of like i killed people yeah so maybe this actually should take place in like 1970 so like cal was in vietnam mm -hmm. but then why are germans there and why is he in berlin well, that's just the details that okay. Christopher Pike changed it to. I oh, would I see. Guess. I see. Because yeah, like, napalm. Were you napalming East Berlin? No, I don't think that wasn't been... happening. They didn't have napalm then. We weren't fighting a hot no, war. No, it, it is I so. I think hot war is a term. <laughs> hot but war. Cold war is. Yeah. So I'm using yeah, it. I, I like that. It well, I understood what you said. It wasn't full on war. We were just like. What were measuring? We penises. weren't doing much of anything in happening. East Berlin, were we? It was just sort of like this, like cold war between the two yeah. sides. There was so, a wall up. What? <laughs> it was the it was the Russians shooting people. There was no napalm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know what? 
this could be maybe Christopher Pike knows something that we don't. I also should have looked this up too. Yeah, I guess like but this. The this is all ringing very false because napalm is such a Vietnam. Yes, thing. it is like you it think of Vietnam, you think of napalm. Yes. Also, like so, this is a fucking teen horror yeah. book. Why what? does Paul have Paul? Why does Cal have to have napalmed people? And this was the thing, like. You know nothing about this man. You know nothing about this man except that he, he tried to rape, tried Dana. to rape your friend, and he napalmed people. And yet he is evil. He's evil. I mean, they're all evil, but he's like, evil. But all it had to be with Cal to like put a hint in the reader's mind that maybe he was the one doing all these fire accidents is that like he has he a just, lighter, yeah. Or he kept he talked about how he liked lighting fires yeah. as a kid, or yeah. like. He uh, he! Oh, the, uh, there's like, a candle hey, on. Want to watch me burn this? Yes, or like yes, whatever. There's like a candle on the on the dining table, and he keeps like putting his hand. You know when people do that thing? Yeah, I try to be like yeah, badass. Yeah, in that he's way, like doing that like, shit. Like you know, or like, like tells them how like one time he he like he and his friends were in a warehouse and they started a fire mm -hmm. and it burned down. Yeah, like even that is more reasonable than fucking napalming it's, soldiers. Uh, it's just so German out of left field. German soldier to be oh so he's drunk so they kick him out mm -hmm. with Cal's a poker yeah Cal, goodbye Cal night's over night's Everyone's over fun is he over. forgets his little light yeah he he goes uh and then oh everything kind of like I mean Mel the mood is ruined fighting and then <laughs> Celeste runs Celeste upstairs is still up at her room Laura goes to check on her Celeste is like this is my fault this is my fault you should leave while you still can and the room is getting hotter. Yeah, what I thought again, and the air is like, like crackling with yeah, pyro. Like she was a, I forget what the term is, but she was a fire starter. She should have been a fire starter. That's how this book should have end. ended. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. I can't say words right now. <laughs> it was so so. Laura does not take the hint again. Oh, she, she and Percy go to like, purse look for Dana. We gotta go look for Dana. Yeah, purse, purse, purse. Let's go. And he's like, great. And then he's like, I want to kiss you out here in the snow. They kiss. And she's like, I'm 18. And he's like, that's not what I'm talking about. And she says, you couldn't. She says something along the lines of she doesn't say these words because she, rape is never said. She wants to full on have yeah, sex. She wants him. to have sex. And she says, like, you could not rape me if you tried, basically. She's yeah. like, you couldn't do it if you tried. And he's like, because huh, I'm what? into it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, because I want it. Because it bad. won't be forced. It's not forced. It's so creepy. And he's like, what is with all of their attitudes towards rape? No, I don't know. I had no idea going into this book <laughs> that this is what i was in for it's a bunch of like horrible yeah it's like this is rape culture this yeah. is how yes, to explain what yes, rape yes, culture yes. is it's a manual on rape culture it was like all of these like women wanting to live out these rape fantasies and it <sighs> or like not even wanting to live it out but just excusing it away yeah yeah it's a very like excusing oh well it away you know. and making it like an annoying hurdle that laura has to jump to get to Percy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so gross. So gross. So they go back to check for Dana. Laura's like, I can't tell. I'll just break off this chunk of ice and study the contents oh when I get back she's to like, the house. I'm, she's like, I'm going to put it on top of a heater and I'm going to let it Whatever's melt. left over, I'll look into. <laughs> so she takes another nap. Yeah. Another nap. For an hour. She Until 3 wakes up. The contents have melted and there's a charred human bone 
a charred human bone in the chunk of ice that she found. And she says, what part of Dana is this? She's yeah, so she upset. thinks that, but she's out of there. She's, this is the first ooh. smart thing that she's yes. done. She's just like, she's like, I can't even worry about anyone else. Mm-hmm. She's thinking back to Celeste telling her to get out of there before she yeah. gets ooh. hurt. And she's out of there. She's out of there. But it's fucking freezing. And her she can't feel her fingers. She can't feel her fingers. She's trying to throw off flare guns. She okay. can't do it. So she has to pee on her hands <laughs> just to get them warm enough to work okay. the flare gun. So I had a horrifying moment when I was reading that. because So she like... She can't feel her hands. She mm-hmm. tries like licking her hands. It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. She puts her hands down her pants. Doesn't do anything. And then she's like, I had to do the next thing. I honestly thought she was <laughs> she was going to finger herself. <laughs> you know what? That would have been the more hygienic thing to do. Yeah, the, the, where like, else is the pee It's got to be going? warm down there. Yeah. But, but no, pee. She pees. She pees on her hands. And then she <laughs> throws off the flare gun. But then this is the weirdest <laughs> book. This is a weird book. So <laughs> she shoots it and then like nothing, nothing happens. happens. It's, it's a fucking too, flare gun. It's a flare gun. And it's too cloudy. No one can see it. Yeah. There's a storm. So That's why does she go into the basement? That was Oh, wait, no, she doesn't. Oh, she goes into the basement before she flees the house. Right. Somebody's in there. Pouring, like pouring out gasoline. And so she's like pulling Peace. out kerosene. She hears like movement. Yeah. And she gets the fuck she out. She runs out. Yeah. And then. And then she, it's, oh, too it's too cold, cold and she passes out. And then who shows up? Cal. Cal. Cal comes and saves the day. Yep. He picks Laura up and mm-hmm. he, but he takes her back to the cabin. <laughs> so she's just fled. Yeah. Takes her back to the cabin. That's like the last thing she sees. She wakes up tied up in the basement along with Rachel, Dana, and Mindy. No, no Mindy's, Mindy's upstairs. asleep because of her burn injury. Oh, right. She got a burn injury. So she took a bunch she of coating. Took a bunch of Percocet or oh, coating. Oh, yeah, right. Because they said it was coating, but it's not coating. It's yeah. probably Percocet. Uh, right. And so she's down They're there with Dana up. and Rachel. So now they know it's Nell. Yes. Because Nell just straight up cracked Rachel on the head. Yes. And <laughs> Nell's like, uh, guess what? This is a revenge thing. Mm-hmm. You guys fucked me up. Mm-hmm. And then Celeste comes in. you're going to know how it feels. Yeah. And it Laura only then. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything is thrown into like stark contrast. And Laura's like, oh, damn. Nicole. You're Nicole. And she, yeah, she just says, hello, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. And Celeste is like, I knew you'd figure it out or something. Whatever. Yeah. And so then like Nicole's in on it, but Nicole's not into it. Right, Nell is out for blood, though. And it turns out that Nell has been lying to Nicole her whole life. Yeah, and saying, saying that everybody lit her on fire on purpose and poured gasoline on her, which yeah, is not like brandy gasoline. Like this is like, like where did she get the gasoline? Yeah, then? the gasoline was just in their living room. She no. like ferreted in like a little cup of gasoline for their slumber party. Why did they do that? Why they, they wouldn't do that? do that? In what world do a bunch of nine year olds try to kill? <sighs> A what seven year old? Yeah, I mean, I guess Why? that like Slenderman thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's different. There but was that, no internet. Yeah, there was so no internet. No kids were murdering kids back then. So it's only because of the internet that kids murder kids. <laughs> so uh, 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 Nell mm-hmm. is like walking towards the girls who are tied up, and. Lara's like, I don't think so, and gets her little flare gun out 
and shoots it. But it goes between Nell's legs and hits like the propane. She hasn't done that just yet. Oh, is there the or, monologue? Or there's, yeah, there's like a monologue about what happened. We learn why everybody thought Nicole was dead. Oh, that's right. Is because her parents thought <gasps> she'd be better off yes. if everyone knew, if everyone thought she was dead and she could just start a new life in beautiful Sacramento, California. Yes. And also and she I, reveals the extent of her burns to them. Oh, yeah. She full on strips. Yeah. She, she strips. has no breasts. No she, nipples. She has no nipples and no belly button. Or like lumpy breasts. Yeah. No nipples. They were like, he says like lumpy amorphous breasts or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, good God. Or it was like lumpy amorphous blobs, I yes, think. Yes. It was not it the was word breasts. so much worse. Yeah. It was blobs. And then it was it was like blobs of flesh. And no nipples. No nipples, no belly button. So clear that there were no nipples. And then she says, I could take off my pants. Things get a lot more interesting down there. Yeah. Which means her genitals are just mutilated. Beyond repair. Oh, oh, indeed. But so, and but Nicole also feels like her parents just wanted to pretend or like were ashamed of her, and that's why they left town. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'll buy that she actually survived, and they told everyone she was dead. But Nicole says the upside was I got to see pictures from my funeral. So you're telling me that, that your parents not only shit. said you were dead, but held a fucking funeral for you? And then what that you, is uh, sick. Yeah, they held a funeral. And then you let her see yeah. the funeral. Like you all gather around. You're monsters. That is dist- <sighs> that's the most disturbing part of the book. And it's what, like two sentences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never address it. Mm-mm. Everybody's just like, yeah, that makes sense that they'd want to ferret you off to Sacramento. Yeah. So Oh, also they're oil millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Uh this whole time they've been oil millionaires. Yeah. They're very, very rich. Never addressed it's it. said yeah. so often how rich they are. So often. Uh which is probably why they have so many chickens in their freezer that she yeah. can just cook up. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so 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 then Laura's trying to Laura's trying to convince Nicole, like, that's not what happened. Yeah. I did throw brandy on you. It wasn't gasoline. I didn't do it on purpose. I was trying to put out the fire. Everybody chips in with how they helped. Even Rachel was like trying to help. Yeah. Because Rachel turns out is like the most level headed of all of them. And there was like a mention of how like she should have been an RN because like she's really good at bandaging up Mindy's arms too. Oh yeah. They get back and it's like professionally <laughs> bandaged up. And she's like, oh my God, they should be RNs. <laughs> like some weird little side note. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so- Mel just keeps saying like, no, they tried to kill you. They tried to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. They need to know how it feels. So really it's just that Mindy, or not Mindy, Nell has gone insane. Nell with Nell's being disfigured. Yes, Nell has she is lost. Full on it. crazy. She's super crazy. Somehow Nicole isn't. No, Nicole's just like weak. Like but she's Nell like, did take care of Nicole for the for in the time in between. Yeah, they, she did actually take care of her, and it may be that Nell like jumbled the memory even and did sort of think that they did it on purpose. Like that, can right? Happen. Right? Because every time you remember a memory, you're remembering. Your memory the, of the memory. Right. And so I'm sure, yeah, some part of it, she was like, they did this on purpose. Because that's such a traumatic yes. experience that you would, I would think like, how, how stupid do you have to be to throw brandy on that's pretty fire? Dumb. That's pretty dumb. But she's nine. Yeah. You know? So like, that's another thing too, where it's like, I kept thinking they were at 14. Yeah. But also she keeps, she, she keeps for a while she's like catching herself before she does it yeah and then she panics and she does it it's like why didn't you set it down after you realized you were holding brandy and not water 
And then remember, she like almost does that to Mindy because she's yeah, got the bottle again. of brandy and she's about to do it. And Nell like looks at her and again? is like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. That was interesting too, where it's like Nell knew what was happening. Yeah. So, so Nell's straight up going to light them all on fire. And Laura says, nope. That's when Laura busts out the, the flare, flare gun. gun, threatens her with it. And Nell is ready to burn. Yeah, she, she wants to die. Not care. She She's wants like, to shoot the gun. Die. I am perfectly willing to die in mm-hmm. here with you. I have been dead for years. Yes. <laughs> like, what's the point of living with this face? Oh, and Which, that's if right. you can cover it with makeup, how bad can it yeah, be? Yeah, it's probably not that bad. And then uh, oh, she's got a fake cheek. <laughs> oh, that's she's right. She's like, it's plastic cheek. Uh, also, uh, Laura, like, in a moment of trying to win over Nicole, calls her Celeste and says, like, Celeste was my friend. Nicole's yeah. dead. Which I guess is an Which interesting... Which through to her. Yeah, it works. Like, it's an interesting way to be like, we are friends, though. Like, yeah. what we had was real. Yeah. Uh, and allows also Nicole to, like, have a new start, kind of. Yeah. Which I guess, like, as a 17-year-old a that's about to, like, get killed, that's the best thing you can hope to do. Yeah. Uh, in that moment. But... Yep. So then... They start to, Nicole goes at their duct tape hands with a loose hacksaw. Expertly duct taped. Yeah, expertly Expertly. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But so Nicole's trying to saw him loose. Yeah, saw, saw, saw. Nell is going to put a stop to it. And then, so Laura shoots the flare gun at her anyway. And she starts to light on fire and they get the F out. And her face melts. Yeah. Ugh. And Nicole's like, no, no. Yeah, and she's about to try to go and save her like Nell yeah. tried to save her. And they get her out of there. Yeah. They get her right out and they're like, come on, Nicole. Like, we're going. We're all going. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, fuck. Mindy's upstairs. Oh, yeah. So they have to go save and Mindy. And I was just like, they I don't care. They all have to care. jump out a window. Yeah, it was, it was just, just like, after that point, I don't give a shit about anything that happens in this book. Yeah, so that, then it's like, exactly. Ranger comes and save them because Cal alerted them to the fact that things seemed weird at the house. Yeah. Cal's a big hero. They end up in the hospital. Percy's there. And fucking Dana is with Cal now. Like, yeah. he's been entirely redeemed. That's not how that I get works. That people have layers. I get yeah. that we're not all just one thing, but that is weird. He's like a crazy soldier who tried to force himself on her. But and the- because he's, he, like, had a few redeeming qualities, she's in it. Well, like what? Because he didn't let a girl die in the snow. Like that. The thing is, like, it's just that they turned him around too fast because they were trying so hard to make him seem like a villain. Yeah. Or he was trying so hard to make him seem like a villain that it was too hard of a turn. They, I he know. needed to make him less of a villain throughout. Yeah. So that it's not just like he's like half monster, half hero. I know. And he, okay, maybe after like years of therapy, he can redeem himself somehow. But not right now and not when and not with his teenage girlfriend she can't handle that dana has her own shit going on yep she's got a face only a mother could love she does and she's she could stand to lose a few she can't keep eating that chocolate cake no she's got to go to the uh the eating disorder wing and catch that anorexia god that was what a horrifying horrible horrible line (laughs) Ugh. so this book not good. Not good. Not a good Very book. bad. Very, Very bad. bad. Do we want to establish a rating system? Sure. Uh, 
I give it a VB for very bad. Okay. <laughs> I'll just stick with that. Uh, I, I'm also giving it a VB. A VB. Okay. I've got a VB book here. Um, uh, we are pretty low on time. Um, did we'll we just go with some, some final thoughts? Award the most. So, so we talked about this. Like Christopher Pike books are typically pretty feminist. Yes. Like pretty forward thinking. Yeah. Female characters, a lot going on, mm-hmm. dynamic characters. So we're like, let's have a most feminist moment, a least feminist moment. <laughs> and this didn't age well and this did age well. This is going to be hard. Yeah. With this book, but let's, let's give okay. it a go. So most feminist moment, I guess I would say the fact that like all the girls worked together to save each other in the end and didn't need like, cow to save them in the very end although they did kill one of their friends but i mean i was necessary it was she was evil mm-hmm. so i mean I, I guess that and then all yeah i guess i guess that was my most feminist moment i was gonna say rachel's confidence in herself actually yeah rachel's very confident mm-hmm. and a, like able like she goes she sees what she wants she goes after it mm-hmm. oh and it turned out her weird phone call was just a rig homecoming yeah which whatever, fine, whatever. Which I'm not saying that's great, but it's not. No, it's not, not feminist. Yeah. So yeah, Rachel's the strongest. Yeah, character. So I guess Rachel gets most feminist. Um, least feminist moment. Laura selling out Dana. Selling out Dana. Yes. For, uh, yeah. Yeah. To be around a boy. Yep. For sure. Uh, what what aged very badly <laughs> besides uh, all of it? I mean, I, the napalm thing. Like uh, to that me, is so confusing. As like a weird like just thing to throw on as like a character thing is like super fucked up uh-huh. and like i mean i get it these are horror books but it just to me i guess the fact that he changed them to germans i guess he was trying to like not seem too fucked up i think he was just trying to yeah update it for mm-hmm. what, what he thought what? that's so confusing <laughs> i would say the thing that it's, it's the same thing the thing that is aged the least <laughs> the least well mm-hmm. the, the worst that uh, has aged the worst is again laura selling out dana yeah i mean just generally like the women's every like, how they deal of, with yeah. men yeah fucking awful what's aged the best uh you know what hard. you know what held up to me was mm-hmm. the 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 flashback like it was still interesting like that's still something that you could see in like today's times mm-hmm. i think it you wouldn't need to update it that much. Like Ouija boards are always creepy. Um, That's true. And I, I know it wasn't intentionally funny, but the visual, like the imagining of just the scene with like fire, pandemonium, throwing up <laughs> fire, like dad walking in in his underwear, like that was yeah. really good to me. Yeah, I guess I would say like the bones of the story are mm-hmm. there. It's just that everything that fleshes out the story was crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if anything aged that well. <laughs> Oh well. Oh well. On to the next. On to the next one. Just exactly the same. You know what? I I have high hopes for it. And I mean, we're marching our way, you know. uh, I wanted to say, yeah, I wanted to say like upstream or downstream to indicate like that they're getting better. But I don't know what it is. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Yeah. And we're get we're gonna get there. Yeah. Okay, Um, great. Yeah. So this was a a rambly a rambly explanation of a bad book. (laughs) <laughs> but we're so glad that you've joined we're working us. working it out. Yeah. We'll probably find a way to be more concise. Yeah. But yeah. this one, I mean, the book was a mess itself. 
It was. Yeah. Lots of detours. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, okay. And our, our, our book next week is going to be The Weekend. weekend. Just Weekend. Just Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the popular band of today. Just Weekend. Just Weekend. Uh, uh, yeah. So you can, uh, if you like, uh, follow us on Twitter at Teen Creeps Cast. Or you can email us at teencreepscast at gmail.com if you have any comments or like suggestions for how to break up the Christopher Pike uh, train yeah. of glory. And uh, Christopher, if you ever want to sit down and chat, email us. Yeah. Uh, subscribe in iTunes. Give us a rating. Uh, maybe when we've got a few episodes. Yeah, we can. please. Please. <laughs> Give us a little time to you mature. Can, yeah, reserve judgment. Great. Um, but yeah, thanks for... It was a pleasure, Kelly. It was a pleasure, Katai. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. See ya.